If you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary. And add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. I'm a nerd Hey, this is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com, and uh, we, with me as always, is podcast producer Rick Brett Snyder. Once again, from Northern California and Southern California, which is which, you'll never know. <laughs> now, you always know. Anyway, uh, of course, uh, if you'd like to join the conversation, write in and uh, let us know uh, comments, criticism, commentary, Compliments. We love compliments. You can write into editor at fanboyplanet.com uh, or you can, of course, follow us on Facebook. Join the Facebook page. I will get notifications when you comment there. Uh, follow us on Twitter at fanboyplanet and Instagram at fanboyplanet for a variety of different kind of content as well as a YouTube channel and perhaps, uh, well, I think that's out of social media. I don't think there's anything left. Um, <laughs> you know, so I think we got it all. I think right? that's uh, enough. It is. It is. Uh, yes, I, I don't. Uh, I can't follow it all. Anyway, so uh, I would like to say, however, somebody did join the conversation a little bit. Uh, Chris Buckley wrote in to uh, say that uh, he was arguing our point about uh, Superman and Lois uh, being part of uh, the Arrowverse officially, which is coming to an end with 13 episodes of The Flash next season. And said so that there's there's apparently debate about where Superman and Lois stopped being part of the Arrowverse. Hmm. And I say it always start it, it, the show started without being part of the Arrowverse. Yes. And, and you can go back and you can hear us talking about it, that there were times when it was really clear they were giving you this last child of Krypton vibe because they wanted that Morgan Edge revealed to be this big surprise. But many things, when they talked about it being the only Kryptonian, and, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, there was Kara. Where where was Kara in all this? And, and I realized she'd be visiting those kids at some point if she existed in this same same world. So, you know, we'll see there. But thank you, Chris, for writing in. And, yes, we're back. Obviously, this is two weeks in a row. Uh, we are do have a bit of an update, but before that, I should also say if there's something we talk about that you can legally own and you cannot find it at your local brick-and-mortar store, Fanboy Planet is a, a an Amazon affiliate, and therefore there's a search box on every page of Fanboy Planet and sometimes direct links embedded as well on fanboyplanet.com in, in page articles. And uh, any purchase made through Amazon through those links or search box could generate revenue for Fanboy Planet. And I say this could because it's not 100% consistent. Like if you find a used copy of something, sometimes it's an outside vendor. We don't get anything from there. That's probably more than needed to know. And that's my problem, not yours. So let's uh, update what we were talking about last week, of course, was the sudden cancellation of Batgirl and the ongoing threat to other things. So I have a feeling this is going to be a thread for a few weeks because I think as I predicted – 
every day somebody else weighs in, somebody tries to say something different about it, and this is what Variety has said today. HBO Max, uh, Strange Adventures, which was an anthology series that uh, Kevin Smith said was dead on his latest Hollywood Babylon with Ralph Garman because he was writing an episode uh, concerning Bizarro. The anthology was supposed to introduce kind of more minor DC characters to television, and uh, his episode was canceled. So instead of what if, it's what about. What about? Yes. No, absolutely. And it would have been live action. And I thought, you know, I think it would be cool. Although we have seen, I don't know that Bizarro seems that obscure anymore, you know? I mean, he was in Superman and Lois. He was on Smallville. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, wasn't he on, Wasn't he part of the uh, Legion of Doom as well on Super Friends? So I think people know, know Bizarro. But anyway, that show has been canceled. Never got past episode writing stage. Uh the Green Lantern series, which was also kind of an anthology, supposedly, of the entire core, is supposedly still alive. Extremely expensive to produce. Uh, the story from Variety is that it is the most expensive series that producer Greg Berlanti has done. And Berlanti was part of was the mastermind behind the Arrowverse on the CW. So it really isn't so much... I mean, I don't know. You just can't get a rhyme or reason for why some things are canceled, why they're not going to put more money into it. It always, it always felt like on the CW shows that they would sh they would do the CGI, CGI shots for a while, and then it would be happening off camera. <laughs> like well, no, you'd no, see no, something I mean, come a, in. That's a budget thing for the yeah. CW, very much lower. No. Green Lantern is going to be this big it has to if be. If it does happen, it's yeah. going to be this big thing. You know, yes, I would. I always found that funny. Like on Legends of Tomorrow, you've got Firestorm and Steel, right. and they will only power up one out of every three episodes. Right. You know, so that you can save money. Uh, James Gunn, I think, as we had said last week, Peacemaker is definitely still alive for a season two. The Penguin spinoff that Matt Reeves is working on for the Batman, starring Colin Farrell, is allegedly still happening. Uh, Doom Patrol and Titans, according to Variety, are likely to get cancellations, Aww. but no decision. I know. Although, I, I do want to say, in defense of our disappointment on Doom Patrol, at least the way it ended yes. is one of those endings where it's like, okay, if there aren't that, any more... That was enough of a cap. It they be, wrapped it up yeah. decently. It wasn't really a cliffhanger. It was just kind of like, okay, this is a new era we won't get to see. Okay. Titans, I'm not sure because I'm way behind. Uh, Harley Quinn is supposedly on the bubble but is doing well, allegedly, so that may get a renewal. The big thing I find funny this week, and I know this is a, a show you love, is that Pennyworth is getting season three. It's coming in, I think, a month. And it will leap forward in time five years. Okay. And it has been retitled. Have you heard this? No, I have not. Okay. They released a trailer yesterday. And the retitle, I mean, it's still Pennyworth. But I'm going to just flat out say this sounds so stupid. Pennyworth, the origin of Batman's butler. No. I am not kidding. No. That is the new title. Oh, God. This this is like, oh, my God. Ow. Whose son-in-law is producing this show? Uh, I got to think Zaslav. I, <laughs> Jeez. That would be Jakob Zaslav? I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I It's just, it, it hurts. 
That's I'm sure ridiculous. the series will still be fun. I've been chatting uh, back and forth on Twitter with some creator, comics creators who are, we are all amused and saying, though, you know, the thing is that if they think that's going to bring people in, <laughs> first of all, nobody understands how completely weird that show is if they haven't watched it. It's amazingly weird and amazingly but that's the great. Point yes. For me, you know, <laughs> Pennyworth, it's crazier than you think. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, anyway, that's all still, and it's not going to be on Epics. It is just going to be on HBO Max, which I. Well, that's okay. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. It feels like they're going to start pulling a lot of this programming back, which is why I'm surprised. Didn't Epics, they, Epics had commercial breaks, didn't it? I don't think so, but no. you know what? I don't think. Did I watch it on Epic? I must have. I wa- Yeah, I watched like the first five episodes on Epics, and that's and I never got back to it. But now I want to because it's on HBO Max and easier. Yeah. What I don't know is, I mean, we know Stargirl has a season three because that's kind of done. But I'm assuming that will return on the CW and hopefully on HBO Max. And to be honest, I, I watch all those CW shows that they are that they don't have the Netflix contract with to. Uh, I watch those on HBO Max, so Superman and Lois, and and they have said that the pilot for Gotham Knights, which is after Batman has been killed and and the next generation of the Bat family, is still supposedly moving forward. And I would suspect because they have a, uh, though it's unrelated, a video game of the same name coming out, and someone counting beans recognized wait a minute we have a much bigger bean called gotham knights but it still doesn't make sense why batgirl itself would have been canceled when you realize that's part of the bat family but you know what we debated that last week and we may never know and we certainly will never solve it although someone did ask me how they could get the fantastic four movie uh and (laughs) uh, uh, after that i got a text uh saying you know, asking what, what movie is this? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey, just to I, jump back for a second to Pennyworth. Yeah. You know, Jack Bannon is great in that, but for me though, the standout in that show, and it's just, it's just insane that she is, is Paloma Faith. She is, she just makes that show for me. She is the heart of the crazy in that show. So, Oh, oh that's the, uh, assassin. Yeah. Well, she, it's the, it's the blonde haired girl who, um, yeah, we yeah. met her at Comic Con before yeah. the show launched. Yeah, yeah, she's 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 a, she was a very popular pop singer in Britain before she started doing acting and stuff. Mm-hmm. But and I I love her I love her albums. But I don't but know. I thought just, the, the character she's was just so great. crazy great. Uh, I, I I could almost lose Bannon entirely and just have a show about her. So. Well, you know, I mean, let's let's flash back to that Comic Con event, and uh, you know, Jack Bannon showed up, stayed outside, yeah, smoked a cigarette walked away so you know what but that was cool he was he was just way too cool to go inside yes yes i mean let's not cast aspersions but yeah that's not how you play the game at comic-con with a press event um anyway (laughs) so uh that's we're going with the cw and the movies as we said you know basically everything that's essentially done shazam fury of the gods black adam the flash aquaman of the lost kingdom are all still good they have announced they're going to move forward with the joker sequel which will feature, uh, I'm sorry, it's not The Joker, it's just Joker uh, with River Phoenix and, uh, or sorry, Joaquin Phoenix, not River, that would be a movie. Uh, <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga, as they say. Uh, no, Lady Gaga. And as Harley Quinn. And 
I know it'll do well. I am so uninterested in that film. Uh, but anyway, uh, although Joker was good, I just didn't want I, I just didn't care. And yeah. Blue Beetle is allegedly done. We talked about that last week. So I think it's going to get released. It. I don't know, again, what their threshold for, like, this is worth releasing theatrically. I'm pretty sure that Blue Beetles, they spent enough money on Blue Beetle that they're going to. But who knows? It's still crazy. Uh, Dave Zoslov said he was looking for, uh, he's creating a 10-year plan for the DC universe. And that's going to replace the previous 10-year plan that that current head, Walter Hamada, uh, of of DC Films had had in place. And that 10-year plan replaced a previous 10-year plan before that. And I do have to say that none of those 10-year plans have actually lasted 10 years. And (laughs) and there's there's one reason for that, and I'd say that's Ezra Miller in every case. But anyway, Uh, uh, just because – let's put one more thing on the guy. Uh, okay. Okay. I, you know, you think I, he can I, take it? I don't mean to disrespect. I do respect that they go by that pronoun that they are uh, non-binary uh, or the yeah right non-binary. Right. Uh, but really, all the problems I have with Ezra Miller have nothing to do with their identity Identity. and everything to do right now with their personality. And I mean, they just got. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's another. Uh, they they were charged with burglary, and uh, yes. you know, so it's like uh, the story just gets worse and worse. And really, I I, I it's going to be an amazing uh, movie poster and an amazing deep fake when Grant Gustin's face is put over Ezra Miller's in every shot of the Flash, <laughs> because I at this point I can't think of of another solution they'll have. But anyway. The funny thing is, let's turn to a DC series that's just fine. And it is one of the best adaptations uh, of a DC comic that may have ever been done. And it's on Netflix. we got to give it a little credit, too. It's not just DC. It's Vertigo. It's Vertigo. But Vertigo doesn't exist anymore. But Vertigo was the, was the I, heartbeat I know, but Vertigo it. was a comic book imprint in East Asia. And we've huh. always been at war with East Asia, Rick. And so Vertigo does not exist. It is now called Black Label. Yes. Uh, just like Johnny Walker. Yes. Anyway. Uh, who is a character in uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe as well, but let's not let's not go there. I'm sorry, the lawyers have just contacted me. I can't speak on that any further. But The Sandman debuted last week. It is the number one show on Netflix in 80 countries. And that is no exaggeration. That is true. It is not in any danger unless Netflix, which itself has had some trouble, we do understand financially, uh, it's it's their choice to renew it, but this is what happens, and you wouldn't, you know, honestly, one of the things reasons this is perfect is is that the creator <clears throat> or co-creator, but let's face it, the original writer, Neil Gaiman, uh, is an executive producer, has been shepherding this, and and said no to a few misbegotten attempts over the last thirty years. Um, and he's working with David S. Goyer, who had actually written one of those, I think, misbegotten attempts. Attempts, But I, I've been thinking about this, uh, that it wouldn't – I'm not so angry at those misbegotten attempts as far as like this, what the script said they were. And I think when we saw Neil Gaiman speak at Cinequest many years ago – you know, he had brought that up that there was one where it was like a more of a straightforward superhero and one where it was a little more vengeance driven 
though vengeance, you know, there is a little bit of, of snottiness to Morpheus. Um, I think for the time that those adaptations were being attempted, that's just kind of where the industry saw all comics anyway. I mean, you know, to think about some of the horrible things we have seen uh, over the years, uh, you know, Shaquille O'Neal in the uh, Superman family film that shall not be uh, be named. <laughs> Josh Brolin. Well, even that was like, what, 2010 or 11 in in well, we don't even talk about that film anymore because no, everybody I, no. thinks of him as Cable and Thanos. Yes. Uh, and I should also mention that Alan Heinberg is the showrunner and Alan Heinberg, in addition to creating the Young Avengers for Marvel Comics, uh, was the screenwriter, co-screenwriter with Jeff Johns of the first Wonder Woman film by Patty Jenkins. So, uh, and, and I know there's been other work, some of it uh, behind the scenes and, and not given name for him, but uh, clearly uh, Alan Heinberg knows comics too. So it's, it's three executive producers that absolutely, obviously love the source material because Neil Gaiman is one. What I would suggest to anybody who is watching this show, and I know that there has been some grumbling, like, well, this isn't the way it was in the comic. Oh. The con- well, no, no, no. I mean, let's just no, say no. Okay, okay. The, audible, the audible adaptation of The Sandman is almost, it's painstakingly almost word for word what the comic book was. It's still set in the original time frame of the comic. And if you want to hear some fantastic actors embody those characters the way you wanted them in your head sure. or from reading the comics, that's there. It is perfectly cast in audio. But I, what I loved about this is now it is <clears throat> the way we used to do adaptations. Or we like I had anything to do with any ever. But the way they used to do adaptations, which is they, it exists in its own universe, because uh, I'm tired of I'm actually tired of talking about universes. Because uh, what did I just see? Just an insane application to you. Un- oh, like the rookie, the Nathan Fillion show. The rookie universe is expanding. <laughs> we used to just call those spinoffs, people. Um, <laughs> yeah. Know, but anyway, everything's a universe, and uh, this is a self-contained show he removed you can you can catch the references if you knew the source material but he removed all references to the dc universe not all uh no no no. i would say uh not all tell me no 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 you're gonna say lida and i'm not okay what are you gonna well no i i my apologies a character was not even that one one. you're thinking of of jed uh, Jed, Jed played a Kirby character, but that's right. not the one I'm thinking of. Okay. That one's the obvious one. Uh, when they listed off the, um, the, the, uh, villains that, that, uh, the Jed character would fight, there were oh. some, there yeah, were but, some more. but they're all presented clearly as comic books he read. Sure. Not, you know, because there's no actor playing them. Uh, it is, uh, it reminded me of like. Just because this cropped up on my Instagram last week, uh, it reminded me of a checklist of Slurpee cups 
uh, because, in fact, I'm pretty sure that Captain Boomerang art was exactly the one from the Slurpee Cup. Uh-huh. You know, they were classic Murphy Anderson drawings sure. of them. Sure. And so I, I, I don't count that. I mean, it's clear it because well. of the end, it has a DC thing. But in the original comic, it is Hector Hall who is uh, the Sandman, because that was who the Sandman was in the Kirby comic. Uh, or no, 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 I'm sorry, that's who it became. Uh, in a Wonder Woman comic or in Infinity Incorporated. So that red and oh. yellow Sandman yeah. uh, died. And then Hector Hall stepped in at the end of Infinity Incorporated and was, uh, you know, although he had died in the in the universe, so it was like his ghost was, was there anyway. So, you know, that has changed. And they even changed Brute and Glob aren't used. It's a, it's no. a new dr- nightmare, but that incredible line of like even nightmares can have dreams is just like oh it's beautiful but rethinking it for 2022 uh and reimagining it cut free of the dc universe so that even if you have uh who was originally john d uh david thewlis my favorite review uh refers to his uh was i think it was the daily mail says let's face it uh david thewlis the only word for what david thewlis does as a character could is you just have to say Thulising. And I say, yes, that's that's absolutely accurate because David Thulis has carved out his own very strange corner of acting uh, that you both get and then you cannot look away from. And so giving that a more sympathetic, uh, <clears throat> I, I, I mean, at least I took it as you sort of saw how that character thought he was doing the right thing, even though he was insane. And connecting things i was a little startled by the corinthian appearing as early as he did and yet yeah for a television show that makes perfect sense like, and it was a very reserved character it was mostly the implied threat through most of his appearances. yes yes and so you know you get this you know this is just a nightmare trying to stay to be proactive and stay free uh it is funny i realized that in the audiobook uh the actor playing Gilbert is Ray Porter, who is a great Shakespearean actor. I, I had actually seen him perform at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. And if you uh, have watched the, I believe it's a four day long Justice League cut by Zack Snyder, <laughs> uh, he is Dark Side. And, uh, uh, but he in the, is Gilbert in the audiobook. And I totally. Oh, he, I he was basically doing a Stephen Fry impersonation. Yeah, I, I loved the casting of, because of it's Fry. like I, you know, my wife said, said to me, I, "I think it's by law that uh, you know S- Stephen Fry has to play Gilbert, right?" I mean, that was passed thirty years ago. I was like, "Yeah, probably." probably. There's so so much of this that you know I have not I have not read the books for at least twenty years. I did a second reading, I think about about twenty years ago. Um, and I, I got the the omnibus volumes, and I haven't cracked those open until after this show is over. But it was amazing to me to to be watching it and remembering the old memories of the of the story. Mm-hmm. And when I saw Stephen Fry, I just went, "Oh my god, that's perfect." Well, I, I mean, he almost looks exactly like the original art. Uh, which I think was Mike Dringenberg at that point, uh, I think in that second yeah. arc. Yeah, they'd gone through the Sam Keith period. And, yeah. yeah, and I I thought that the Lucifer change was, was tremendous, and making yeah. Lucifer play the game 
uh, was again proactive to set up something for mm-hmm. season two and season of Mist. And if you haven't read it, all, all we can say is season two is not going to go where you think it is as far as the, the war with hell. And I can't, you know, and I hope, by the way, I'm sorry that, you know, whenever this comes, when this comes out, I'll be seen further enough. And I apologize if I accidentally spilled, spilled something. Um, because my, my, you know, I, I've got to say, I, I've seen many people saying like, you know, they tried to parse it out over the, over the week. I mean, but this is one of those shows. If you start it, you're going to at least, at least watch an episode every night. And I did not. I watched like five episodes Friday night and then we finished it up Saturday. I limited myself to two a night and it was, uh, it was still wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It was just hard. I think I, I, you know, because each episode ended at a point where like, no, I want to see what, what's going to happen next. Um, and I, I think that the actor, uh, playing desire so note perfect someone who actually did uh tweet out when this project was announced asking if they had cast desire yet because they wanted to be in the running and i did not i was not familiar with this performer and i thought they're absolutely perfect the frightening uh rethinking was despair and i had despair was a very minor here but Chuck yeah. Surface texted me, and uh, our friend Chuck Surface uh, works as a suicide hotline counselor, and said that gave him chills. And I hope I'm not speaking on a turn to to kind of semi quote him, yeah. Because my answer back to him was, it just disturbed me how normal she looked. And he said exactly, right. These are the people he has to, uh, you know, that he or I'd say it is his. Uh, you know, the work of the Lord, as I keep telling him, you know, to talk these kinds of people uh, right. back. Um, yeah, in the comic, she's so oh, she's morbidly grotesque. Yeah, she's um, monstrous But in the the, this one is just like sad in a way that I think was a better better embodiment. It's than modern original. despair. It yeah. absolutely, absolutely is. Which leads me to, I like, you know, I can I can hardly wait to see who is delirium. Oh and, yeah, I was hoping Delirium was going to show show up at some point, but and yeah. again, if I can uh, throw it out into the universe, the casting of Destiny in the audiobook should be who it is on the series, which is Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, he, you know, it's just like there's that, you know, he's got that gravitas, and he may not actually be tall enough, but he's cloaked. Put him on uh, on romper stompers, you know, you know, still. When we talk about uh, casting and stuff, that's all great. When when I watch a, a movie of of a very iconic um, comic, you know, like if you say Dark Knight, you know, you mm-hmm. see the, you see the movie and you go, why didn't they just use the comic as the storyboards? And in this in this production, they you did. can go back through the comics and there are frame by frame sequences. Uh, I was especially I, the sound of her wings. Uh, um, yes, 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 um, and and in a, in a very in a very everyday way, con- countered by the kind of the the mystical things that are going on there. Though the one that struck me was um, at one point, death and desire are having a conversation, and he grabs desire's hair and pulls the head back. I mean Morpheus. 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 Morpheus grabs grabs desire's Dream. hair. Dream, not to confuse anybody. Yes. Yes. And it's it is 
frame by frame and all the dialogue straight out of the comic book. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so people, anybody who says, oh, they changed this person because they were white or they were originally male or whatever it's like you are such idiots well and this is the this is possibly the best homage to the original material is is terrific but again it's a it's a rethinking it's like i I have yeah i i've said this this is it took me a long time uh, long before this to realize that when you're adapting something now that has been around for i mean it's kind of insane to me to think what this is 30 years old you know, yes, or thirty three years, thirty three <laughs> years old. You know, but I, I think you know the the first attempt or the first interest from Hollywood was nineteen ninety two. So that's you know thirty yeah. years, and I can't believe it's been that long because I can remember sitting in my apartment and reading the uh, the fight between Curzon and 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 Morpheus out right. loud to my roommate who, who was an actor and said like. This is some of the best stuff I, you know, I've read at this point. You know, I was twenty-two or twenty-three, and but it took me a while to to accept. Like with all the different versions of Batman we've seen, you know, you, you do have to start over. You have to yeah. rethink. Yeah, I know that some of these characters have become iconic. You can still get Death T-shirts where she's a she's a seventeen-year-old <laughs> super white. Uh, I mean, as in chalk well, white yeah, girl, chalk white. Yeah, you know. Um, as as is uh, Dream Morpheus, is, right? Is, right, and that was my problem. I, I didn't think they were they strictly enough. black and white. He wasn't yeah. pale enough for me. Uh, I, but, he was so when when he he's great. at the beginning when he's been captured, and that's not much of a, a spoiler. And he's essentially naked. He looks like a pre-Raphaelite painting in oh, his and, his and amber. It, and you, I can't. Uh, that has to have been CG enhanced somehow, uh, perhaps. But he did also purposely stretch himself and okay. make sure because he's a huge fan and of the comic so he knew those panels you know and and so again yeah just amazing so many uh, of of these uh, of these actors just I, I, you know I loved Hob Gadling and I mm-hmm. loved the way that was handled on on film and you know I I can't you can't say enough, and, and yet I don't want to say much more, right? Because not but, to go spoilers, but it is so beautifully rethought for if it was happening now. You know, the, it, the one thing I missed was there are sequences in the comic that we we were dancing around uh, Jeb's uh, alter ego, Jed's yeah. Jed's alter ego. And a lot of that sequence in the comics that that's alluding to was done in a Little Nemo style, which is yes. particularly cool because Little Nemo in Dreamland. I just I, I love that that Slumberland. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that if they could have just incorporated that, I would have squeed. But um, still, yeah. I but I wonder since so much of it, you know, did still feel grounded. You know, even even the dreaming was kind of grounded compared to some of the things. I mean, you know, like I loved the Cain and Abel uh, oh, yeah. portrayals. You know, I, I the do House miss. Of and- I do miss that in the audiobook, uh, the actor who plays Cain is basically doing a Vincent Price impersonation. Yeah. And you know, but so I miss that tone. But it makes the actors they cast make perfect sense. I love mm-hmm. that Goldie made it in. You know, I mean, there's it's churlish to complain. Uh, you know, the, in fact, 
one thing I didn't realize was Lucienne actually was a horror host too. Hmm. In like three issues of something like oh, Ghosts yeah. of Haunted Manor or, you know. Well, I, I think Lucien is, um, well, yeah, okay. Lucien's in the, the books that, the more recent books too. Um, well, yes, but I yeah. mean, this was, but before Gaiman got there, like in the late 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I who was a reading describing this, maybe it was Paul Levitz, that it was uh, Tex Blaisdell had created him. Hmm. And oh, I know it's it's her in this, but... But again, you know, you can't complain about these actors. And let us say again, everyone should have Patton Oswalt. Every movie should have Patton Oswalt <laughs> as yes. a sidekick, as some as some kind of role of and, voice coming out of a machine. And, and you know, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought there was a, in the comics a direct reference at the end of the episode. Episodes, you know, they thanked creators who influenced it, and Bernie Lenween and Bernie Wrightson were uh, credited, uh-huh. and. I can't remember why Neil thought it was for something. It might have been for Kane and Abel. And I'm like, no, no, no. Although Len Wein was the actual model for Kane originally. Yeah. Um, Wrightson did some amazing drawings of them. But no, no, no. It's because Matthew uh-huh. is Matthew Cable from Swamp Thing. Oh, okay. Though is he? it was in oh. Alan Moore and Stephen Bissett's run that Matthew died, Matthew Cable died, and then uh-huh. woke up as a raven. And I think in Season of Mists, he directly references that. That, you know, in this, and again, you don't need it. It's like, right. it's unnecessary backstory unless you want Swamp Thing to appear. Uh, and, he, and they don't. But, you know, that he says, I was not a good person. I was, you know, messed up in life and I woke up as a raven, you know. So it's like that's all you need to know. That's fine. But he's so perfect. He's so perfect as Matthew. And I just, you know, I yeah, I can't wait for season 2. However, now this is just my only question. Netflix is kind of notoriously bad at merchandising. Huh. And so, you know, it, it took a while for Stranger Things to get licensed to things. I saw one thing on screen that I was like, I, I would buy that if you sold it to me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be an item? I don't know that I necessarily would need a T-shirt, but there aren't any. I certainly don't feel I'd need a, a Funko Pop. No. But what prop reproduction or, oh, you know. Well, the obvious item. one for me is, is the gem. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, uh, because it was beautifully set. Um and you know if you want to go into um into like millionaire collectible kind of things uh the uh dreams helmet uh i don't think the bag of sand would make a particularly good collectible i think i think by the way you can make your own bag of sand i am pretty sure that's uh, but, i'm uh, sure there i'm sure there are people well, doing it's funny on you etsy say the right now collectible because you know at comic con uh marvel un- unveiled like it's a 350,000 in dollar infinity gauntlet with yeah. real gems and i'm like uh why but anyway uh, i i would say i i actually i love subtle collectibles mm-hmm. and so i would love to have on my book my bookshelf rose's book from the uh you know rose's book oh that'd be good although you know i'm gonna give you credit you could probably create that yourself i i could i could but and you're not I, one of those I people may. are you i, I maybe you know i i've i've done i've done similar things uh, the but. thing i really want and immediately thought, yes, I would put this on my bookshelf or on my desk, is the tiny Corinthian's skull. Oh, yeah. 
you're holding it's safekeeping. Yeah, that's that's a good one. That's a good one, and it wouldn't be too expensive to make. No, no. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure somebody out there is thinking 3D printing. You want to you, you do uh, Dio de, de los Muertos uh, candy? Uh, uh, well, skull. I'm going to say this is sort of like that Fantastic Four uh, Roger Corman edition uh, <laughs> that I'm going to say if you get to um, – comic conventions uh, i've just been reminded that emerald city comic con is next week mm. uh i would bet you uh you could kind of keep an eye out i'm sure there's some enterprising young person with uh skills on the 3d printer sure. that may be creating these because I, I i won't name which shop it was down in in los angeles but there was someone who's who had a customer who beat uh, Lucasfilm to the market with 3D printed uh, ba- at the time Baby Yodas, yeah. uh, the child, and they were selling them, but they could, you know, they couldn't advertise it. They just had it on the counter, and I and I walked in and said, "That looks really, that's great." It's, it's like it's like in, to avoid any kind of legal action. It's like Frog Boy. Uh, no, no, <laughs> they just didn't name it. They just said if you commented and asked, they would tell you how much it was uh-huh. and let you buy one. But that was all. You know, it was just kind of like, oh, well, a wink's as good as a nod. Yeah. Blind well, man. you know, those uh, everything you need to do to 3D model that are models that are available. You just you just combine them in the 3D uh, imager software, and yeah, every, you can it's do that. It's as easy. easy as that. It's as easy as oh, that. Oh well, that's nice. Uh, yeah. So, all right. Uh, Anyway, I think we're going to see those floating around, but I don't know that they're necessarily going to be Netflix approved. What I'm really waiting to hear is just to hear Netflix say, yes, we're going forward with season two. Uh, they have not yet, but again, did I mention The that showrunner that, said he's already working on it. it. Well, sure, because if all you're doing is scripting, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I mentioned up top, it was number one in 80 countries, and I'd say that's enough. Yeah, I would say that they they would be ridiculous to not and not to announce it pretty quickly because when when people know there's a season two come out coming out they'll go ahead and watch the first season. I mean, I'll grant you, Sony has not announced a Morbius two yet, so I you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I'm just going to rip on that. Losing and, money is all the rage these days. Oh, uh, not according to Warner Brothers Discovery. But, uh, yes, I, I, I don't know the, you know, for sure. I, I rip on it, and I'm like, I haven't seen it. I know I'm going to watch it. Uh, I'm sorry, but it's such an easy punchline in 2022 for superhero movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. So, anyway, uh, that's that's what we wanted to talk about this week was The Sandman on Netflix. And, and definitely, uh, you mentioned you have, like, the Sandman Omnibus Edition is that right? Well, there's a there's a three volume. I, um, there are t- it's, <laughs> it's you can the, get it in so many different ways. This this actually I was reading I I've had it for a while I was reading up on the on it. This is the Absolute Edition art that was has been redone in a you well know, it's been um, bound in three volumes of it was originally two volumes and they did all the post normal series uh stuff in a third volume um mm, yeah the, and it's all in yeah, yeah. it's a vegan le- leather cover with raised uh, r- raised uh, spine uh rims and oh and i've seen that yeah it's, okay it's, 
So I don't Amazing. think there's a Sandman omnibus. I think there's you, the, what you've got there. This is oh, called an called omnibus. omnibus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, those are beautifully bound. Uh, I have all the trades. Uh, I, there's also an annotated Sandman. My only disappointment yes. with the annotated Sandman is they put it all into black and white. And I don't know why they did that. I guess you know the story behind the annotated. He Gaiman said he was never going to do an annotated version until he got stumped by a fan <laughs> on a reference that he had made, and he and he paid uh, a, a friend of his. I can't remember the name of the person, but they. Uh, oh, it's Alyssa they, Whitney. Oh, is it okay? Yeah. She, she went. She went back to his original scripts and notes and put it together, and I'm sure he he filled in and uh, commented additional, but. Yeah, he originally didn't want to do it. Yeah, so again, if you want to read these, uh, I don't think they're available on DC uh, Infinite. uh, Yeah, I don't know. uh, Infinity. Uh, I think Nightmare Country is the current series. I think some of the spinoffs that came afterwards, uh, like the most recent Lucifer series, but not the original Lucifer series, uh, so I do think this is one. I guess you could probably get it on Comicsology if you wished. People are telling me that Comicsology is not the service it once was, and it's a little, it's not as as intuitive. Uh, well, but nothing it's beats mostly because of what Netflix has done. Uh, pardon me, what, what Amazon, Amazon has done. Yeah, done yeah, to no, no, no. It. I understand uh, um, what, what the problem is, but I'm saying comic book shops are uh, <laughs> your your best bet. If you go to Comixology right now, the banner at the top of the screen, guess what it is? It's Sandman. Oh, it's not Paper Girls? And it's, uh, no, it's uh, Sandman is included free with Comixology Unlimited. The complete Sandman is included It looks free? like it. Okay, I'm looking well, at it now. Okay, well, there you go. If you, uh, you know, I, I don't judge. I'm just saying, you know, it's, to me, it is still one of those books that you just want to hold. Along with Books of Magic and uh, and the more recent House of Whispers and yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, right, there were four recent. That was Lucifer, and, and it was redone and something. Uh, there were a pair of them were going for a long time. I, I found them a little unreadable myself. I, I didn't get far, and uh, but currently the series Nightmare Country, which uh, is a reconstituted Corinthian. Is so far pretty damn good, but it's because it's by James Tyne in the fourth, and we know that guy can write horror. Uh, I mean, we're going to look back and think and, and consider James Tyne a master of of horror comics. If and I don't think he's turned to novels yet, but it's only a matter of time, uh, and probably creating TV series because he's just he's just great. Uh, we have an interview with him from way back when too. Uh, mm-hmm. but anyway, uh, you know, so again, there's a lot of different ways you can consume the salmon. I, I recommend you do. And again, I, I do recommend it's fun to listen to the, uh, to the audio book, the, the audible adaptation. One actor I got to call out because it's clearly going to be season two or three, but you know, he goes, jumps around in time at one point. And one of the shorts, the uh, single issues, uh, stories was about the Emperor Norton in San Francisco, and John Lithgow plays Emperor Norton. Perfect. It is heartbreaking. He is so good, and yeah. saying some of those just noble lines of of that Neil Gaiman gave Emperor Norton is like, oh, it it is like listening to Shakespeare, and I mean that in absolutely the best sense. So so many options. Uh, And thank you for listening and joining us tonight. 
Remind you again that anything we talked about that you can uh, legally own uh, and you cannot find at your local comic shop, we are an Amazon affiliate. We will have links and probably by the time you're listening to this already do have links on Fanboy Planet to some of the reprodu- – I, I try to go with the, with the cheaper options, you know, like the individual trades, give it a try. Uh because I know there are people that still haven't read the Sandman and might be interested in it. I should also say they have brought back into print the Sandman prose short story collection from like 1993. That's been out of print and very expensive on the on the secondhand market for a long time. So it's hmm. back. Uh, we'll we'll have those links there, and we are an affiliate, so that could potentially generate revenue for the podcast and I appreciate that and once again if you would like to join the conversation or ask questions and once again questions compliments commentary criticism right in to editor at fanboyplanet.com I am Derek McCaw editor-in-chief of Fanboy Planet and I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use, use your, your powers, powers for, for good, good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com.